Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Woman Inc. podcast. We're so glad that you're here, and we're excited to share our episode on San Francisco Healing Roots. Um, In this episode, a group of us will be reflecting on our collaboration over the years and be talking a little bit more about the future. So check the episode notes for more information and enjoy the conversation. All right, Um, I guess I will kick us off. Um, This is the final report of the Healing Roots Collaborative um, as part of Blue Shield California Foundation's Leveraging Collaboration to End Domestic Violence Initiative. Um, I am here today with representatives from Woman Inc., YCD, and Black Women Revolt Against Domestic Violence, and I will go ahead and pass over to Jill for an introduction. Hi, I'm Jill Zuiza. I'm one of the co-directors at Woman Inc. um, and have been working with this collaborative since, I guess, 2020, at some point in 2020. I guess, can I pass it on to you, Pam, for introduction? Will this popcorn it? (laughs) Sure. Um, I'm Pam. I am the co-director of Black Women Revolt Against Domestic Violence, and I entered the collaborative in the summer of 2021. Hello, and I am Destiny Davis. I am the clinical coordinator over at Young Community Developers, or YCD. Um, and I've been in the collaborative since 2019, spring. Well, thank you all for your introductions. Um, and thank you for all the great work that you and your organizations are doing. I just want to start off with that. Um, it's been a real honor and a privilege to be a part of this collaborative with you for the short time that I've been here. Um, I don't think I introduced myself. I'm Cameron Lucas. I will be moderating this little panel. Um, I work with the San Francisco Department on the Status of Women as a grant and policy associate, and I am in charge of uh, the Blue Shield grant that um, has funded this collaborative. So um, I will go ahead and just go right into our first questions. Uh, We've got six questions for the three of you to answer as you so choose, Um, just to kind of reflect on the great work that we've been able to do and the great work we hope to do in the future. So. Question one, uh, what are you the most proud of in the work that the Healing Roots Collaborative has done and why? I'll say something. Um, I think the first thing I'm very proud of is just the fact that these different organizations and different groups even came together and have been coming together as long as we have with all the things that have been going on, shifts and changes and pandemics and just all the things um, and just maintaining that. Um, And we are all different organizations that maybe have been in different spaces at different points. And so being able to come together and work together, I think is pretty great and amazing and able to learn from one another. Um, And then I would say the other thing I'm just very proud of that we've been doing is um, one of the 
well, just learning. I think the other thing was just like um, being able to see each other's like um, uh, curriculums and being like, oh, this is what you do. This is good. Let's try this. Let's do this with our clients or being able to say, oh, if you know anybody needs a job, we, we've we got jobs available. Just send them over here. Or um, can you do a training? I've done trainings on this. I have this information. So that, I mean, I guess that was the whole point of this at the end of the day. But <laughs> I'm very proud that we've been able to do that and like maintain that with modifications and, you know, going with the ebbs and flows of like what life has been over the past however many years since trying to do this. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Jill, Pam. Um, I would say this is Pam. One of the things I think I'm most proud of is when we actually got to do something um, together. Jill and I did a training for YCD staff. There were like 70 people. That was really cool to um, kind of get to see people that, you know, even though it was online, because that was one of my first trainings back um, during the pandemic, and just really getting a better understanding of what it was that they needed in terms of talking about how to help survivors was really important for me. And I also appreciated the smaller dialogues we had when we do our monthly meetings, when Valentina would kind of talk about um, the people who were in the job corps and um, the things that they're encountering around um, trying to move forward in their workplace and um, having had history or someone claiming that they had a history. So it was interesting to hear different perspectives for me. Yeah, this is Jill. I, I All of that resonates with me. And I, I guess, put simply, that one of the things I'm most proud of is just the relationships we've been able to build over the course of this project. And, you know, that's not always easy to build those relationships, especially when we have these challenges that are new to us, at least for the last few years, right? Around not being able to meet in person and still, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with everyone in the collaborative and I feel comfortable enough to be very authentic around, you know, things that are coming up, questions. So. I think I'm most proud of of that really is the relationships internally and then the relationships over within our relation um, within our organizations as well. Wonderful. Thank thank all three of you for for that um, awesome perspective. Question number two: What happened that moved this work forward? I'm the last person to come in, but for me, I just kind of came in um, training, just like, you know, focused on work and making sure that work got done. So I did the training with Jill, which was great. I did a couple of 44-hour um, DB trainings for community and community partners and building those relationships. I think um, having the support of Destiny at YCD and then, of course, um, Jill and then Valentina, and there was a lady from Safe and Sound when I initially started who um, didn't you know, return, but still doing the work. I think that was really, really important in helping move the work forward. I think um, I agree with that. And I think adding to that is us all, um, 
focusing on keep going back and focusing on why we all were coming together and doing this. I think it helps continue to push and drive things, even when there's lots going on, or at some point there's maybe like plateaus and different projects and things going on. Um, I think we continue to maintain the same reasonings and why we were coming together. Um, and that being the forefront and the focus helped push things along, being able to come together, trying to still make our meetings, trying to work on, on objectives and coming together. And that also helps us maintain those relationships that we've built that Jill was talking about, because we're all still having that same passion and that same focus of what we, what we're here for. Um, and for me, that's what I saw as us like helping us keep going, keep moving um, overall. Yeah, again, that all resonates with me. This is this is Jill. But I think, you know, for me, what's come up uh, throughout this project is the issue of domestic violence. And there's elements of the issue that we all can kind of relate to, whether or not we're survivors ourselves, whether we're helping run programs. And at the same time, there's also that nuance of how we all experience that differently, again, whether we're survivors or helpers. And I really appreciate cultivating different understandings of the impact of domestic violence. And that's something you cannot do if all you're doing is working as, as alone within your organization. And so, you know, opening that up and having more conversations about like how do you how do you effectively empathetically like very thoughtfully work with people who use abuse you know that these are conversations that we've had as a as a collaboration how do you you know um center survivors when you've got in the same organization a slew of survivors who want different outcomes and have different goals and are going to call in completely different systems, but then stay true to your values as an organization or a collaborative. So having these conversations outside of Woman Inc. has been really valuable personally for my deepening understanding of domestic violence, but it also, to me, it's just very invigorating because it can be, you know, for me anyway, it, it can be a very exhausting work at times. Um, but that kind of, I really appreciate that input and kind of like connection that you make when you're learning new things together. Um, I think that's moved us forward is the ability to have those conversations and lean into those new learnings along the way. Wonderful. Um, question three, what assets and resources did we mobilize? Well, I can weigh in. Sorry, I just talked, but um, I I think it, because it connects with what I just said, I think we've one of our assets as a collaborative um is our curiosity and our our need for input and and support. Um, and I know that I <laughs> drew from that with you know within this group and questions 
debriefs, you know, help. Um, obviously, a huge resource is the funding to have these kind of nuanced conversations and, um, you know, recalibrating <laughs> as needed. Um, but each other, you know, we, I think we are our own biggest assets. Um, and it's helpful to have, you know, like each other's social media and all of that too. I feel like that was kind of a big part of this project as well. I agree. I was good. I was thinking, I was like, I think we, we were each other's resources and assets for different situations um, because we had different things that we work on separately and like different people we serve that and already come with other things that we are able to tap into that based on like the relationships we've been able to build while being in the collaborative and being like, hey, like this is what the, this is what they have over here. How do we how can that be utilized for clients that we serve there that and things we wouldn't have even thought about to being like, oh, we you know, this is important. So without even having to go and search for outside resources, which is always helpful, we came with stuff. So like even in our own individual organizations, we also have other partnerships within that. So then that brings on other resources and assets that we can all bring together. Um, and it's nice to not have to feel like you're starting from scratch if we were just all doing this on our own um, and trying to find things. And we, we we had it right there, so. I would agree with Destiny. Um, one of the things, because I was a brand new org when I came in, it was nice to hear what YCD was doing. I had no idea the number of programs that they had that served the community and exactly how they served the community. And ironically enough to later, you know, fall under that umbrella as a fiscally sponsored agency. Um, it was great to kind of hear what they did and the types of things that they needed um, in terms of supports around domestic violence. Um, and then of course I've worked with Jill previously, but even hearing what's currently going on in Women Inc. And we share the same building and sometimes don't know what's going on with each other because again, we're separate floors. So um, it was really helpful and just hearing about safe and sound and hearing about job readiness and, and what's available because I've actually been able to refer some of my clients to those programs, which was really helpful because otherwise I can't say that I would have known exactly what those resources were that were available to me for my clients. I was going to add, like what you were saying, like with safe and sound, though they couldn't be because of timing, be like in, in the collaborative like they once were, that because of the collaborative, that relationship was established. And so like we've continued to work with them. Um, uh, we've had, Valentina's had calls with Safe and Sound to where we're like, hey, do you guys still do this um, group or whatever you guys are doing over there? And them calling like, how do we refer clients over? I remember you guys talking about jobs, which programs so we can make sure we do that right. So I think that that's an example of like just the resource thing. And then also like why the collaborative was important for those who were involved at one point and even afterwards, continue those relationships continuing. Um, I think it's important to also, you know, state that and see that going forward. 
Definitely. I, I mean, I think from what I'm hearing from the three of you, it's been a huge asset just to know each other either for the first time because of the collaborative or better because of the collaborative. Um, I think this has been a really great opportunity for, I know, the Department on the Status of Women to get to know your organizations better um, and then also to be better connected to all of you. Um, so that's that's awesome. Uh, now to go to uh, the challenge that we faced, which is what slowed us down and how did we pivot? Um, I think it was it was a lot of movement parts. Let's just you know, it, I think we had a lot of changes in like who was a, who was here, who wasn't here. Um, besides just like we can say like oh with being virtual and all of that stuff like that, that I think that was a challenge for a lot of people. But we've also had just like um, I don't know if we really a membership or what we would call it, but membership changes. Um, and so I think. Um, that definitely was a big slowdown for us, like, because each time we also won, I think we were also trying to be mindful of when someone was coming in, that we were all staying on the same page. And so having to um, re-go over some things that maybe we've already gone over before, um, make sure that we all re back agree to a mission statement or a like whatever that looks like. Um, pieces like that do um, slow you down. They could be important at the same time, like because you want everybody who's a part of the collaborative to be on the same page and um, having the same focus. Um, but I would say that's a that was a big a big one for us. Um, I guess I should answer the second part when myself, like, how did we pivot? Um, graciously, we, <laughs> we did our best to just be like patient in it. And like, it is what it, it was what it was. And that's where we're at. And so then it was like, okay, then what are, what are the next steps? How are we going to do that? What makes sense for certain times? If it made sense to keep pushing forward, or if it made sense at a certain point to just pause and say let's just wait and then when and then we'll continue to go forward um in like a, in a little bit or does it make sense to completely pause all the objectives we're working on or just one let's just focus on one instead of trying to do three at the same time because of all the moving parts like um so i think and I, that goes back to us all having basically the same, being on the same page of what we were all here for and what we initially were coming together as a collaborative about that helped us be able to say like, okay, what are we needing to do? Like, yes, this is a challenge, but then, and never going too far off course, we were just, just slowing down just a little bit. But yeah, for me, that's kind of like how I saw things going on um, over the last little bit. I think obviously a big thing was the pandemic starting and I mean more even more to the point those lockdowns at least for Woman Inc you know we run a 24-hour line and we have a lot of different um, support programs that 
you know, it, it took all of our attention and we kind of withdrew from outside things to kind of secure our base <clears throat> because like a lot of uh, different domestic violence service organizations, our numbers just skyrocketed and they've never really come back down. They've stopped growing, but they're still way more than um, before the the before times. Um, so I know like that kind of, it was a real challenge for obviously not just me and Womanique, all of us um, uh, to where do we put our energy and where does our energy need to be and where do we want it to be? And um, how did we pivot? I think we really were good at communicating with one another when all of that was happening around our challenges and what we could do, you know, um, and what we couldn't do in the way that we anticipated being able to do it even just like a month before. I like the term pivoting gracefully. Um, I think we did extend a lot of grace to each other, to staff, transitions with health, transitions with um, programming. I, I think just we extended a lot of grace. I would very much like to echo that. Um, having just stepped on within the last couple of months, um, the grace that the three of you have shown to me and to our department has been astounding and it is very deeply appreciated and very much seen. Um, I know that uh, as the main kind of sponsor of this grant, it's it's our job to coordinate and get us on track. And, and that hasn't 100% been the case because of how things shook out with staffing transitions. So I, I do really wanna express how grateful I am for the three of you and your organizations um, and the work that you've done in this collaborative despite the slowdowns um, that have been experienced because you all did pivot. And as a collaborative, I think we're stronger because of that. Uh, that takes us to question five. What will we take with us in the journey ahead? I think resilience. Um, I think we try and instill that in clients, but just resilience, even amongst ourselves, you know, when things aren't um, as we document and plan on paper, being able to pivot, being able to gracefully just kind of go, you know, I don't have capacity for that, or to say, I do have capacity, but this person does have capacity. And what can I do to assist you if, if I'm not going to be on the team? full-time at this time and moment, um, just to be able to collaborate with each other. I think that's what's going to continue, at least for my journey ahead. Um, I can't think of better thought partners and, and work partners than these two ladies. And of course you, Cameron, now that you're on board. <laughs> Um, I think there's a lot. I mean, again, I, I'm always like, sorry, again, relationships, like you were saying, Pam, like that's so important. And that slow build of, of trust and collaboration, you can't rush it. You can't force it. It takes work. It takes time. And it just takes 
being together, I think, in a lot of ways. So I'll take that with me for sure. And I also really, um, when we did a podcast episode on this already, but um, I love Destiny's Healthy Relationship curriculum. I love it. I, um, I still refer to it. And that's a tool that I think is so valuable for us at Woman Inc. and myself personally, you know, I do a lot of groups. So it's super helpful seeing what other folks are doing within their different client base. And how are we, again, like, how are we similar? How do we differ? Um, having those tools really helps, at least it helps me kind of hone in. It was like, what, what can I be doing better? Um, and, you know, we put together, I, I had put together some guidelines, some very loose guidelines around how do you convene groups of participants who are survivors to become a part of the projects and kind of bring them in closer to the center of the work um, versus the center of programming uh, and, you know, transitioning from helpy to helper role a little bit. And that process, you know, with, that's something that we do a lot at Woman Inc. in a lot of different ways, but actually sitting down and, and conceptualizing that work for this type of project was super helpful for me um, as Woman Inc. were going deeper into kind of bringing survivors and helpies in, uh, into like the helper role. I'm still looking back on that thing I put together, you know, for this collaborative and it's kind of helping guide my thinking as to how we do that. And, and that question of readiness, like who's ready to do that? Where is their energy and alignment to do that? Instead of just saying, well, we want survivors to do this work. It's like, great, but are they ready to do the work as you envision it? Or is that more of like a thing that you are trying to push forward with for them? So um, yeah, I think those are things that I'm definitely gonna take with me and an appreciation for all of you definitely as well um i think as a collaborative and then anything we do moving forward i think just our level of trusting each other in the work that we're doing and um and what we're trying to do um in this intervention and prevention uh, work that we've like taken on. Um, and I think that's come along with like the resiliency and the ebbs and flows of things and being like it's, and the relationships we've built is um, trust has come with that. So I think um, continuing on whatever that looks like, we've, we've established that and that will continue um, and then as just like YCD as that organization on its own, um, something I think that's big that we have learned is a lot of things around how to talk about domestic violence period in the space of workforce development. Um, we always, we've mentioned time and time again that it's something that has always come up in some way, but um, how do we address it? So also language, language around um, domestic violence and um, not just in just talking to, about it in general, but in talking to survivors that we may encounter in our different programming 
um what does that look like how should we be speaking um and like now we're even we've been continuing to talk about like um how do as staff we be prepared for what can um come in any day into our offices not just with participants but just with other staff members that um might be dealing with domestic violence and that maybe um we have been focusing on clients but um how do we also focus on staff and how we can be helpful in that um what does that look like how do we do we need to come up with like certain protocols and all of that what does that look like how do we and then be trained on it so everybody knows like um how to handle those situations so um it's been extremely helpful in that regard for us to be a part of this because we 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 were seeing a lot of things and trying to come up with stuff but it was good to be working with folks who have been doing this work for a while and that can give us some knowledge and some wording um and language around things um and then we'll continue going forward from there but yeah i, I that that's been a big thing and that we've been really, really talking about a lot lately over here um, at YCD. Um, that's been helpful and is continuing to be helpful for us. Awesome, awesome. Um, and then on to our final question, which is worded a little bit confusingly, so I'll try to reword it. Um, how will our current efforts inform what's next, which I interpret as how have we built a foundation for the future? I just talked, but I'll go. <laughs> um, that uh, how was our what foundation have we built? I mean, we 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 keep saying the same things that I think everyone can kind of get a gist of like what the foundation of like Jill talking about the relationships, the Pam saying the resiliency, me talking about the trust. I think that is the our foundation. That is what we have established. And I think um going ahead, if the the goal being about like how can does is collaboration good? Yes. How can we utilize it? We can see that and like how do we build on that? Um and I think that that's really just, that, that was the foundation and now push forward and we can continue to have discussions on like, okay, what's the next thing we wanna maybe work on and do, or what does a project look like of this or that? Um, we can just take off with that. But for me, that's what I see. When I see that question, that was the effort. And the biggest thing was us trying to stay together and maintain collaborative, maintain relationship and build relationship. Um, for me, that's what I'm like going into any next steps thinking of. And that's how I see the foundation of what we've been doing. I'd say I agree. Um, we have a great foundation built and I think you know, in this group, but there's a whole city. And I think that now that we know how to work with each other and what resources we actually have, that we will move those things forward with other orgs that we work with and other community members that are in need of the resources. 
Agreed. I think, you know, that's the hardest part, right? I think I, I already said that, like the hardest part, or a hard part, you know, a, a part that requires an investment is that building of that relationship. And, you know, with that, I know, it's, I know so often um, projects are very objective driven um, and typically it's the those the real like kind of nitty-gritty work is what's really hard to quantify like how do you know when you have a relationship you know like that's 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 difficult it's like well I can speak to what I think you know but when you have that putting an objective on a collaborative is that much easier I think so um, or even like putting a plan out and again, like being able to talk about it openly and just saying like, no, that doesn't resonate or, but this does, you know, like that sort of thing like that. That's again, like, like you both have said, that's what I think we're moving forward with in regardless of like where it goes or how it shows up or what we're doing. Um, that relationship is there. Absolutely. I, I, well, first, I just want to thank the three of you for being on this podcast and uh, for doing the great work that you're doing uh, and for your insights. Um, it has been truly inspiring in the short time that I've been here to see what you guys are doing. And I look forward to seeing more of what you're going to do um, and what, what this collaborative can do because I think, I think you're all right. You know, you have this really solid foundation and whether that results in a formal collaborative going forward or just continuing to build a really solid ecosystem of organizations that are working to help survivors, I think that's a huge thing that maybe didn't exist in the same way before this collaborative. Um, so I want to open the floor if anyone has any closing remarks, any thoughts, but I just want to say thank you again so much. And this has been absolutely wonderful. I'd say thank you for moderating, um, Cameron, and, and for just pulling us together to kind of conclude um, the project and um, Jill for the opportunity to get on her her podcast and I'll be quiet so somebody else can talk. <laughs> Same appreciations all around. <laughs> um, and um, I just, I really appreciate all of you so very much. It's an honor to know you and to work with you. It's been good. All right, I guess we are we are done then. Great. I'll just note one thing for the podcast. If you look at the show notes, our bios will be there, links to our organizations and the you know, the organizations we rep are representing as a part of the collaborative. There'll be links to the websites. So, um I think we'd all encourage everyone who's listening to learn more about what we're doing as organizations and um yeah thank you <laughs> hey thank